Good morning, friend. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful morning once again. And my name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Greater Grace Church, South Africa. Well, friends, this morning I have with me a very special guest, and uh, all the way from West Africa, Pastor Henry is here with us, and from Ghana. And he is going to share with us this morning a beautiful message what God has put onto his heart. So please take the time to listen carefully and to welcome Pastor Henry. All right. Good morning again. My name is Pastor Henry I'm from Ghana, West Africa, in the western region of Ghana. And uh, it's such a privilege to be here with Pastor Gerald. And um, this morning, I just want to share something about you about but something with you about the power of prayer. And I was thinking yesterday about a story I had. It's a little funny, but it just shows you how people uh, believe in prayer. There was this young boy, a story told about this young boy who was praying for a bicycle. And he wanted so much to get this bicycle, but his mother couldn't provide it for him. So he, he decided to look at programs on TV and about prayer, religious programs. And then so on this day, he, after watching, he went and uh, prayed to God. And he said, this almighty and eternal God, if it be your infinite plan to get me a bicycle, I'll be eternally grateful to you. May it be delivered tomorrow morning. Well, without end. Amen. He woke up the next morning and uh, there was no bicycle. So he went again and watched. And uh, he went back again to pray. He said, Dear God, I declare my need for a bike. Tomorrow, 5.30 in the morning, bring my bike. I want it blue and silver. So all this time his mother is watching him. The following morning he comes and uh, there is no bike. So he's walking around the house and uh, he saw a study of Mary. So he picked it hid it in his clothes and walked in the woods. He came back without a statue and he came before God to pray and said, Jesus, if you want to see your mother again, just make sure my bicycle. He, I think you get an idea about what I'm <laughs> about to say. But listen, there is power in prayer. I've been thinking, we just had a convention and the theme that we had was unity, prayer, and body life. And we, we extensively spoke about unity. But this this morning, I just want to share with you a little bit about prayer. In Acts chapter 4, verse 24, the Bible says, actually verse 23 says, And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice. They didn't say voices. He said they lifted up their voice as if it was just one voice to God with one accord. And they said what they wanted God to do for them. And we, when you read on later on, you see how God powerfully came in and answered their prayers. Now, this is a church that had been threatened, a church that whose pastor had been, I mean, they caught, they arrested Peter and, and, uh, and, uh, the other pastor and they, they they threatened them and said all kinds of things to them. But you know the church got together and prayed. I see the same thing happened 
in uh second chronicles chapter two and now i'll i'll speak extensively from that portion in second chronicles chapter 20 we see the same thing happening here where king jehoshaphat bible says that second chronicles chapter 20 it says in verse 1 and it came to pass after this also that the children of moab and the children of ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came also, there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea, in this side of Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. And this news that he had, Bible says, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast in all of Judah. Now you think with me, the situation he had put him to fear. In Acts chapter 4, Bible says that when they had these things, what they had pushed them to God. Listen, it's okay to be afraid. There's nothing wrong being afraid. We will be, we'll hear situations that will put us to fright. Some of the situations that we'll hear, some of the things that will come in our lives will be so vast, so heavy that all it can do is bring us on our knees, fall on our face before our God and cry out to our God. And Bible says Jehoshaphat feared. This fear didn't drive him away from God. It actually drove him closer to God. Bible says he set himself to seek the Lord. And I looked up that word set. There are so many, if you set, if you take your concordance, you'll find so many different meanings and they are all good. But one, one that actually struck me was the meaning that the picture that the Hebrew painted was a path, a worn out path, a worn out path. And I'm thinking, what does this mean? A worn out path? Like, you know, those of us who have lived in the villages, even in the night, just because we know the path and we've been walking on it all the time, we can walk on it without a torchlight and still know that it will lead us to the destination that we are going to. The meaning I got there was that this is a path that Jehoshaphat had used consistently. Day in and day out, he used this path. And so it wasn't new to him. The path to God, the path to the throne of grace, the path in times of trouble, he knew where to go. It wasn't a new path. You see, a one-out path. Now, when these things come upon you, where do you go? Where do you run to? This guy knew. He said, listen, I know this path. I know the problem is overwhelming. The fear is, is strong. But there is a path that I've been using all the time. And I know how to get to my God. And I know my God will hear me. And so he used the same path he's been using all the time when he was in trouble. He set himself to seek his God. You don't use prayer as a last resort. You pray all the time, whether you are in trouble or not. You pray because prayer is all we need. And it's interesting because Bible says that he proclaimed the fast and he told them, listen, I know our God will hear us. 
because this is something that I always do. And when I'm in trouble, I know where to run to. I don't run to my friends first. I don't run to my wife first. I don't run to my husband first. I go to this path that leads me to the cross, this path that leads me to the throne of grace, this path that leads me into an intimate fellowship with Jesus Christ. And that is prayer. I hear on the 27th of this month, there's going to be a national prayer. And that day, I, when Pastor Gerald was telling me, I said to myself, wow, that day is one of my friend's birthday. And so I cannot forget this. And I'm going to pray with all of you. And spiritually, I'll be here with the 5 million people that are being expected to pray. And let's pray for our nation. Let's pray for our churches. Let's pray for our pastors. Let's pray for those that are struggling. Those Pray for souls to be saved. Pray for people to be converted. Pray for people to renew their relationships with Jesus Christ. Those that are backsliding, we pray that God can raise them up and, and, and just show them how much he loves them and de decides to bring them back to the fold. Those that have lost their way, that God can open their eyes so they can see. That is what prayer is all about. A time where I can talk to my God and know that he's waiting to be gracious to me. In Isaiah chapter 30 verse Verse uh, 18, prayer is so important. And I, I, I just was sharing with Pastor Gerald how God has been so good to us as we pray. It's not about how long you pray. It's not about how powerful you think you're praying. It is just having a time with God and pouring out your heart to God and telling him, God, I, I need you to come to me. I need you at this moment. This situation is above me. I cannot do anything. And it's not surprising to him. You know, sometimes people think, oh, you know what? God brought this thing. I don't think God can do it. Well, he allowed the situation so you and I can come close to him. Five armies came against Jehoshaphat. He couldn't do anything. And his only thing he remembered was, listen, I remember. Because when you read it, I'm going to end in a moment. But when you read it, it says three things in verse, I wrote it now in verse 6. The prayer he prayed was this, that are you not our God? I remember what you did in the past, and we know you can do it again. Are you not our God who, who drove out the inhabitants from this land and gave it to us? And so we know you can do it again. You are the same God. You haven't changed. Did you not drive three things? Are you not our God? Did you not? And the third thing he said was, will you? not do this for us. We know you can because you are more than able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we think or all, all that we can even imagine with our minds because you are bigger than our problem. You are stronger than any weakness. You are greater than any problem. And because you are in us, no weapon that is formed against us shall ever prosper. And I just want to encourage you today, whatever you are praying for, asking God to do, don't give up. God can do it for you. God is hearing you. Just when you think he's not going to do it, that's when he steps in. And I encourage you to keep praying. Pray for your pastors. Pray for their, their wives and children. Pray for your church. Instead of condemning, pray. Instead of criticizing, pray. Instead of looking for problems, pray. Instead of coming in there and looking for excuses, just pray. Whatever you want to see God do in your pastor, in your church, in your life, just lift it up to God in prayer. And I pray that God will bless you for hearing this in Jesus' name. Amen.